0: Time for a family reunion. Family. Back together again. And a family vacation. Paula was disturbed by the entertainment. The hula dancing? Look, obviously it shouldn't kill people, steal their land, and then make them dance. Everybody knows that. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, July 9th through Sunday, July 11th. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. ABC has announced the cast for season seven of Bachelor in Paradise. Some of those heading to Mexico to mix and mingle and create lots of drama, of course, include Ivan, Noah, Brendan, and Kenny from Clarentatia's season of The Bachelorette, and Serena P, Serena C, Maddie, Victoria, Abigail, and Jacinia from Matt's season of The Bachelor. You can check out the full gallery at EW.com. Paramount Plus has made a deal with the devil. The streamer announced it has ordered a third season of Michelle and Robert King's Evil. The show's second season kicked off just a few weeks ago after a move from CBS. And we finally have an idea what Search Party Season 5 will look like after Alia Shockett's Dory almost met her maker in the Season 4 finale. And it entails a very special cameo. Jeff Goldblum will have a recurring role in the mystery satire's upcoming season, portraying Tunnel Quinn, who's described as, quote, a charismatic tech billionaire who enters a very public business partnership with Dory on the other side of her near-death experience. Dory eventually pulls her friends Portia Elliott and Drew into the venture, which leads them to embark on an altruistic but terrifying journey can't wait. For more on those stories plus other news reviews, interviews and more, head over to ew.com. Number 5. Don't touch that dial because it's time for this weekend's top 5 picks. Number 5 is the latest docu-series from CNN History of the Sitcom, which explores how one of TV's oldest genres has helped Americans navigate an ever-shifting cultural landscape. The first episode, for instance, will examine how sitcoms have evolved to reflect the changing face of American families, while the second will explore the role of sex in sitcoms, including the integration of LGBTQ storylines in representing a more modern world. And of course, there are less heady matters to explore as well. Here's a clip. For generations on television, you couldn't even show a toilet. And I love Lucy. The Ricardos don't have a toilet. Twin beds and no toilet. The problem was that um, (laughs) the the sensors they were so sensitive then. On Leave it to Beaver, we got an alligator that we won at a a carnival. About that big. Still had mighty fine teeth. And we hid it in the toilet tank. The sensors said, no, you're not allowed to show a bathroom on TV. They fought, they fought, they fought, and they finally went back and reshot it. You only saw about that much of the toilet tank. <laughs> How can a toilet tank be controversial? You're asking me? <laughs> With the Brady Bunch, as squeaky clean as it was, we couldn't have a toilet because a child shouldn't see one. The poor Brady kids had to share a Jack and Jill bathroom that had no toilet in it. That one still I don't understand. Yes, it was many years before a sitcom was flushed with success. Anyway, the eight-part docuseries will feature more than 100 interviews with such icons as Norman Lear, Lisa Kudrow, Dick Van Dyke, and many more. And keep your eyes peeled for a few familiar faces from EW, including yours truly. History of the sitcom debuts Sunday at 9 p.m. on CNN. Snapping back to reality TV for our number four pick, The Real Housewives of Potomac. The Maryland Wives are back for a new season with a new cast member, Mia Thornton, an entrepreneur and mother of three. She'll join the ladies for a season full of crises as they face major issues in their personal lives. Giselle is reconsidering things after getting back together with her ex-husband last season, while Robin is feeling the pressure of building a house, running a business, and possibly planning a wedding, putting a strain on her own relationship. Meanwhile, Karen is planning on celebrating her 25th anniversary in a big way, Ashley has just welcomed her second child, and Candace is heading back to school for her master's degree. It's going to be a season full of spilled tea and dropped jaws, y'all. Here's a preview. You are tired. You can't give me 100%. Are you happy? Are you fulfilled? No. So when are we going to talk about... The Eddie rumors. What Eddie rumors? What you're not going to do, is you're not going to play with my husband's name. Everyone knows, that's why we went to Sing Sing. What f- Sing Sing? I a f-ing moment, shut the f- up. I want Ray to pay his bills. Are you talking to me? I see you for everything everybody ever said that you were. I don't give a sh- <laughs> These mother cameras. Woo! Y'all will light your ass up. That's enough drama. Well, maybe they'll be sipping tea instead of spilling tea. Either way, The Real Housewives of Potomac returns Sunday at 8 p.m. on Bravo. HDTV fans out there should definitely check out Lux Listings Sydney on Amazon Prime Video, which is new this weekend. It follows a group of real estate agents on their quest for success in the Sydney, Australia property market. And if you're more in the mood for a movie this weekend, one of those real estate agents has his own recommendation for you. I'm Gavin Rubenstein from Lux Listings Sydney, and I have a phenomenal movie recommendation for you. The Intouchables, featuring Omar Sy is a one-of-a-kind flick that takes you on a roller coaster of emotions. From feeling happy, to sad, to nervous, to excited, it enables you to experience every single one in the short space of the two-hour film. The movie is set in Paris, France, one of my favorite destinations to travel to on this planet, the city of love, and I cannot wait to get back there soon. That, by the way, is The Intouchables, not The... Untouchables, an award winning French movie starring Lupin's Omar Sy as a caregiver for a wealthy, paralyzed man. It's based on the story of a real life friendship and won Sy the Caesar Award, basically the French Oscar, for Best Actor. You can stream The Untouchables on Netflix right now. Number three. All right, now we're taking you to the river for our number three pick. Virgin River, that is. The Netflix series is back with even more drama for this small town, jumping ahead to find a happily coupled Mel and Jack who survived his season two cliffhanger shooting. But it's not all smooth sailing, as Mel confesses her desire to have a child, and Jack grapples with that revelation alongside Charmaine's impending due date. Meanwhile, Doc frets about Hope, who is away taking care of an elderly aunt, and Preacher tries to care for Christopher while keeping his eyes peeled for more trouble ahead. Which it's Virgin River, so of course there'll be. Here's a preview. You and Jack are wonderful together. Would you ever consider trying again? How would you feel about me having a baby? Is there something going on with you guys? You're going blind? In a word, maybe. I don't know what I would've done if something would've happened to him. Maybe he should be with someone else. I can't be the person that stands in the way of you becoming a mother. You're not listening to what I want. I know what you want. I don't know if I can give it to you. I think it would be a tragedy for you to go through your life alone because of a misguided perception of the woman you love. Now, we know what you're thinking. They're going to resolve Jack's shooting just like that? Here's showrunner Sue Tenney on why the writers decided not to draw out the suspense over whether Jack would survive. We're always looking for ways to cut deep into the story, and a time jump allowed us to do that. You know, And once once we established, once I thought Jack was going to survive the shooting, it's the psychological component of his recuperation that's most compelling. So that's why the jump, because the story sense of having him in the hospital and the, you know, so, you know, and we kept it as funny because it's hard. as Martin Henderson. So he's talking about it, <laughs> main. you know, he's been on the announcements and stuff like that. But, um, but we did, you know, we did have people quite like beyond themselves at the uh, cliffhanger, which was great, you know, because that means your audience is super engaged. So will Mel and Jack also be super engaged by the end of the season? You can find out right now. Virgin River Season 3 is currently streaming on Netflix. Trivia! It's trivia time. Black Widow is finally hitting screens this weekend. More on that in a bit. But first, today's trivia question. What actress was reportedly in talks to play Black Widow back in 2009 before Scarlett Johansson landed the role? Was it Emily Blunt? Natalie Portman or Anne Hathaway stick around for the answer and our top two picks and soundbite of the week. They're both up next. What to watch. We'll be right back. Hey everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor in chief of Southern living and host of biscuits and jam since 2020. I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. As you may know, HBO Max's Gossip Girl finally debuted this week. It was our number one pick on Thursday, after all. Only time will tell if the reboot will be as quotable as the original, but its first episode has already given us our soundbite of the week. Constance can be a great school if you know how to play it. I'll tell you everything you need in order to do so. St. Jude's used to be its own building and The boys still act like it is. The only place we really mix is out front or in the courtyard. Be careful. It's a fishbowl, so look your best because you will be watched. IG for stories and WhatsApp for abroad. And messages to chat. What about YouTube? Don't interrupt, especially not to say YouTube. Has Gen Z moved on from YouTube? Eh, I'll avoid embarrassing myself by trying to make a TikTok reference. You can stream the first episode of Gossip Girl on HBO Max now. (laughs) Number two. Now say aloha to our number two pick, HBO's The White Lotus. A social satire from enlightened creator Mike White, the limited series follows the staff and guests over a week at an exclusive Hawaiian resort. It seems like paradise at first, but with each passing day, a darker complexity emerges in these picture-perfect travelers, the hotel's cheerful employees, and the idyllic locale itself. The cast includes Murray Bartlett as resort manager Armand, Connie Britton and Steve Zahn as a Type A executive and her husband, Sydney Sweeney as their college-aged daughter, Jake Lacey and Alexandra Daddario as newlyweds on their honeymoon, and Jennifer Coolidge as a lonely, wealthy woman looking for love and a massage. Here's a preview. I brought my mother's ashes with me so I could spread them in the ocean. I'm gonna need a boat. We have our resort boat you can charter. Can I get some alcohol on the boat? Of course. <laughs> some fruit and cheese maybe? I think I'm gonna be a little emotional. But let's definitely order the cheese. This is the wrong room. We're paying for the honeymoon suite. I don't have a record of you booking that room, no. Uh, my mother booked the room. Maybe I should call my mother. I don't know. I have a zoom with China, and I don't like the background. Oh, you're rearranging the hotel room. I need nice feng shui. Okay, stay out of the frame. Mom, you look deranged. It's all right, I have a filter for that. That's about the only filter these guests do have. As EW's Darren Franich wrote in his B-plus review of the series, quote, White's got whiteness on his mind. This is a cringe comedy where the awkwardness is racially systemic. So, come for the island vistas. Stay for Steve Zahn's hilariously inept critique of imperialism. The White Lotus premieres Sunday at 9 p.m. on HBO. And now, folks, after eight Avengers movies, 10 years, and another 14 months of pandemic delays, it's finally time for our number one pick, black widow scarlett johansson's super spy is finally getting the standalone showcase she has always deserved and she finds herself on the run and facing a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past she'll reunite with her fellow black widow yelena played by florence Pugh, and their quote unquote parents played by rachel Weiss and david harbour to take down her pursuers and save the day here's a bit of the trailer we have unfinished business We have to go back to where it all started. Lucky us. One thing's for sure. It's gonna be a hell of a reunion. Still fits. Family. Back together again. You got fat. Well, it's that family dynamic that helps give Black Widow its charm. Many reviews have highlighted the dynamic between Johansson and Pugh's surrogate sisters. EW's own Devin Cogan and Sidney Buxbaum also discuss what Pugh brings to the film on the latest episode of our What to Watch video series. I mean Florence Pugh really steals the show. It's such a like a loving big sister little sister relationship. Granted they're also like super spies and trying to save the world. So it's it's just such a nice balance and Florence is character Yelena is one of those ones that I'm really hoping we get to see more of in the MCU going forward. It felt so real even though they're not like actually sisters it feels like they have that dynamic so perfectly. I, I think that the teasing of each other was so great. Like you can't help but love and root for their sister bond. Some solid sisterhood and a Hollywood blockbuster. You really do love to see it. You can check out that full What to Watch video on People TV and catch Black Widow in theaters or on Disney Plus with Premiere Access right now. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. What actress was reportedly in talks to play Black Widow in 2009 before Scarlett Johansson landed the role? Emily Blunt, Natalie Portman, or Anne Hathaway? Don't keep quiet if you know the answer. It's Emily Blunt. She was unable to take the role due to her commitment to Jack Black's Gulliver's Travels. Remember that one? That's our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see pics for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall, and Carly Usden.